Welcome back to our fifth and final episode of God Doesn't Wear a Watch. Ken started frequenting my parents' home, or my home, and I enjoyed his company more and more. My brother Michael came back home one evening around seven. Ken and I were seated on the balcony, deep in conversation. After Ken left, Michael said, That guy is steady, slow, but sure. He knows what he wants. I like Ken. Let him take you and marry you. I said, Michael, we are just good friends. He said, yeah, yeah, and I am the Pope of the Catholic Church. I was pleasantly surprised, though, that he didn't mention anything about the six-foot height thing. Around this time, we were recording our very first album on tape as Ken and the Black Sisters. This was in a studio in Bueyo Gerere, which was en route in Tinder. After the recordings, Ken would always come home with me and we spent good quality time together. One afternoon, I had a knock at the front door. This was around 3.45 p.m. It was Ken. He had called me the day before on the house phone and I told him I wasn't going to be in the office for work because I wasn't feeling too good. I was surprised to see him because I wasn't expecting him at that time. You see, we had scheduled a meeting as Ken and the Black Sisters at 6 p.m. that day. The meeting was about the launch of our debut album, which was due in about three weeks. Ken had gone to my place of work to check on me. Not finding me there, he decided to come home. I was happy to see him. He seemed so nervous. I couldn't figure out why. I went and prepared for him something to eat. He was seated on the piano playing worship music. He then told me, sit down, I have something important to tell you. He said, I like you more than a friend. It took him longer to come out with these words, by the way. <laughs> the struggle was for real. I told him I liked him too. But let's pray about it. We decided to keep this to ourselves until we were 100% sure. Ken asked me to marry him two weeks after that. We officially got engaged at Fairway Hotel. He got on one knee and asked me to marry him. Although I had deliberated in my heart that I would never tell Ken about the journey of me saying yes to his proposal, I did when he asked me to marry him. God was right on time, on my birthday. That was my 27th birthday present. I would later learn that God was talking to Ken about me or about us around the same time. When he's good and ready, Ken will come and share with us about his journey to marriage all I know is that he was binding and rejecting every feeling in his heart about me. Then God said to him one day, Are you aware that you're binding me? From this time on, Ken and I would meet in the Sheraton Gardens 
every Wednesday evening to pray together about our relationship, but mostly about our marriage. It was during this time that we agreed on how many children we wanted to have. We prayerfully and carefully picked each name of our three children, started thanking God for them and praying for them. About four months after Ken asked me to marry him, I made lunch at my parents' home one Sunday afternoon and invited the black sisters. We broke the news to them. The shock on their faces was indescribable. Our wedding day was on the 27th of April, 1996. It was a beautiful celebration with great worship music and a packed reception of 2,000 people plus in Lugogo Indoor Stadium. It did come to pass. Brian Omissions was Ken's best man on our wedding day. And yes, it was in less than two years. As I bring this to a close, all I can say, God superseded my expectations and desires. I didn't struggle to get Ken and I haven't struggled to keep him. We have had bumps and potholes, but I wouldn't do life with anybody else. I shudder to think of what would have become of me had I married somebody else. God's timing is the best. He is indeed the best matchmaker. I found my soulmate and all along God had hidden him in plain sight until the timing was right. God's timing, his timing was not on my wristwatch. You see, God doesn't wear a watch. He lives in eternity. A marriage at 28, 38, 48 is still a marriage. A child born after a woman turns 30 or 40 is still a child. We all achieve milestones and realize our dreams and goals at different points. It's okay to run at your own pace and it's okay to start over again. Don't let people confine you with their timeline success. I have learned that in the rest of life, prayer is a vital weapon that each one of us needs. Prayer helps us to understand God's will. There is a saying that life is perceived going forward, but understood looking backward. Having ministered with my husband for 25 years in marriage, I now understand why God took me through the meandering journey he did. You see, I got my husband through prayer and not playing tricks. So I know I can only lose him through prayer, but this is a prayer that I'll never say. I believe in the power of prayer. I hope you do too. It's never too late to start. Prayer is a wireless connection. You don't need pay-as-you-go, data, Wi-Fi, or bundles to pray. You can pray anytime, anywhere. Why don't you start now? If you know how to worry, vocalize your worry to God. Change it by telling God why you are worried. Ask him to help you to defeat that worry. However small you start, if it's prayer, God will hear it. I was so worried that I wouldn't get married after hitting 25. And four months ago, we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary in a great marriage. How faithful is our God? 
I prayed and trusted God's choice. He delivered. Don't be embarrassed or ashamed to tell God your innermost desires, but instead pray and receive the grace to wait for God's time of favor for your life. Do not be in a hurry. I have learned that haste makes waste. Avoid making decisions on a whim. Certain journeys cannot be rushed. I am not saying that your journey is going to take the same path or duration as mine did. God has a different path for each one of us, but the principles remain the same. I have learned that direction is more important than speed. When I first saw Ken, my feeling was of great admiration, which has continued to date. His love for God is something I continue to admire still and try to emulate. My most attractive aspect of my Ken is his humility. When I see him lost in worship with his hands fully raised to the Father, I am always assured that we as a family are covered by this God-given high priest in our home who is fully submitted to the greatest high priest seated at the right hand of the Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ken faithfully leads us in praise and worship on his guitar every night during our family altar. So my dear friends and listeners, pray about everything and fear nothing. Always remember, God doesn't wear a watch. He lives in eternity. See you next time with a new episode. God bless. Bye.